Hey, welcome back once again to Rhythms of Grace. So excited that you're here with us for this episode. My name's Nate. I'm the executive pastor at Grace Church. I'm here with Sung Kim, who is the lead pastor of Grace Church. And we have a special guest, but before I introduce our special guest, just so everyone remembers that we're talking primarily about the Enneagram as a means of self-knowledge um, and through that self-knowledge and increased knowledge of who God is, uh, we've, if you're unfamiliar with the Enneagram, check out episodes one through three of season two, cause we talk about the Enneagram quite a bit, but we've been going number by number by number. And right now we're on number three, three. and our special guest is a three. It is Alex. Alex has been, uh, uh, a member of grace for a long time on staff for a while, uh, as a student ministries director. What, you, what are you doing now, Alex? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm currently a, I work at Milan High School as a college coach, and I'm also a clinical mental health counselor, where I just finished my uh, internship, and so I am uh, on the market looking for a job. <laughs> Shameless plug. What kind of a job are you looking That's for, right. Alex? <laughs> That's right. Awesome. And you are a three. Yes, I am definitely a three. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but b- I think by the end of our time together, Sung and Alex will have informed me. Sung, <laughs> tell us tell us what we should know about threes. Yeah, just a brief summary of threes. I mean, and I love threes. <laughs> they we are, have a lot of threes on staff. We do. We really do. We do. Uh, they're competitive. They're ambitious. <laughs> They're, uh, they're really practical, but they're, they're really focused and they're very, you know, so I, I love that they, they, they try so hard to, and strive to be the best at whatever they are doing mm-hmm. and they believe in their ability to succeed and they want to do it in a way that's really efficient. At the same time, they're very adaptable as challenges come their way, uh, different people, different environments, they're always uh, adapting how they approach things. Uh, but the, the, they have s- tremendous energy and determination and in, in, in getting things done pu- and pushing others to, to perform in a way that really brings out the best in them. Does that sound right, Alex? That sounds, re- that sounds about right to me. Does it? <laughs> Those were good things. You know what is so interesting, though, I want to say right off the bat, is that you are a very sort of um, relaxed and sort of uh, like optimistic individual. Like you don't, <laughs> some of the things that he, that Sung said feel like they'd be super sort of like when someone, when you think of someone or when I think of someone who's like driven and intense, I don't know. I can. I have a tendency. I could see it almost as like humorless in some ways. But that's not. That's not fair, right? That's not true. But for you, kind of being driven, isn't like separate from sort of like enjoyment of life or engaging in significant relationships, right? Yeah. Well, I feel like I've had to learn how to navigate being a three. To be honest with you, mm. um, I used to work at Grace. I used to work in ministry, and being in ministry as a three. Um, a lot of it was internal, my drive for success. Okay. And uh, sometimes... You hide it well. I do. I hide <laughs> it well. I do. Yeah. And uh, well, so I I hide it well until I get into the car and my wife's there. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, could, did you see the mic stop working? Oh, you know, this man. happened. And then I'll start kind of foc- hyper-focusing on all the, the negative things that in my mind wasn't really successful. Okay. And, and my wife will have to be like, wait a second. 
Take a deep breath. Well, and what you just said there was really revealing because those things reflect on your success. Absolutely. And and so again, the Enneagram goes down to the core motivation. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because a one could look at that and be like, oh my goodness, the mic didn't work. But the motivation is completely different. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. Nate, as a one, what's like, what do you, how do you think through that? And and then again, Alex talked about like, well, it wasn't successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, almost like the, 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 end result of it would be not important it would be about having done it right and it's kind of like if if it didn't who cares how it who how it shook out as long as i did everything perfectly it's kind of like well that's the only thing that that i'm responsible for yes and for you there's there's this sense of like it's the re it's important that it didn't go well because Mm -hmm. of the influence it has on the end result exactly yeah yeah And, and so um uh for one, uh, for threes, uh, they're they're really driven, and one of the things that they fear is, is failure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I start something new, there is a sense of uh, fear that you know, am I going to make it at this? Um, and I think I'm a three wing two, and so I am uh, very conscious of what are others thinking about me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are we able to achieve? Uh, what we set out to achieve. And if not, then that's going to be a reflection on me as a person. Um, So I am often um, thinking about that and I've had to learn processing. And this is something that I'm continuously learning. How do you uh, fail forward? So, you know, sometimes failure is actually good. It's okay. You can actually fail and still hit your goal you just have to reroute but that's really hard for me to to process sometimes yeah yeah no that's really good um and and the ironic thing is threes uh, are so productive yes and even when they fail Mm -hmm. uh like i i I remember talking to a church planter who was a three and he was so deathly afraid of failure And he was talking about, like, I'm so afraid of failing at this church plant. And yet, he just before that, he had told me that, like, yeah, you know, starting this church, I've raised over half a million dollars. Wow. And and threes are so successful, but there's this inner core fear Mm -hmm. of of failure. And and oftentimes, on the outside, threes look successful all around, Mm -hmm. right? But they try so hard to, to appear that way, too. It's true, yeah. And um, I, I know efficiency is another value uh, of a three. Like, uh, how are you efficient? Not, maybe at work, but I'm interested in your home life. How, mm. how does that come out? Yeah, so um, I, I think just thinking about home life, that's a really good question. Uh, a lot of times my, <laughs> my wife and I will actually uh, kind of set themes for the year that we want to um, focus on to accomplish things. And now that I think about it, this could have been a result of me being a three. (laughs) Uh, Were you initiating all of these conversations? (laughs) What do we want to accomplish this year? That's right. (laughs) But I just remember like the first, the first year of our marriage, like we really um, focused on the theme of creating a safe space for us within the house. Um, And what that looked like is somewhere where we could, um, continuously be open when we were frustrated about something, but at the same time process feelings and not let feelings be kind of like locked up in a closet. Um, and, and so I think that's something that really comes out in the home life is, you know, what do we, what can we be working on to gain a success, um, or make sure that we are being successful at our marriage, um, or, uh, raising our son, if Mm. that makes sense. Um, I'm also, 
uh, continually reading different things. So I, I really like books. And I think that probably comes from wanting to be achieving, you know, different things like being a good father, being a good therapist, being a good husband. <laughs> so yeah. it's pretty much like hyperdrive productivity. Now, just just because we're talking about achieving, you have like multiple degrees, right? Just so I'm <laughs> just so I can out you fully. <laughs> yes, yeah, I do. So um I uh have a bachelor's degree and then I decided to go back for a degree in um human resources. Okay. And then I decided that I, you know, that wing two started coming out and I said, I really like people and helping. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to go back for clinical mental health. And I just finished that. And um, right now I'm um, in the process of uh, finishing a certification in uh, school counseling. So again, <laughs> like what is so, I remember that it, that it struck me as so interesting before I knew you were a three, because again, you are in the office or at church, you're really like social and you're super relational. Yes, yeah. And yeah. then when I realized like, Oh my gosh, he's on like his 47th degree right now. Like you just <laughs> realize there, there there's this drive. And again, I think that's, what's so helpful about the Enneagram. It's not just about the behaviors, yeah, I, I agree. but like a three has this need to, mm-hmm. to excel and succeed. Yeah. And that drive is there regardless of how sort of, uh, casual you might appear yeah. in like social situations. Yeah. I think Sung said it well, it's motivation. Like yeah. what, what is that motivation? And you're, you just said it um, great as well. It's just a sense of, you know, what, what, why am I mm-hmm. doing that? And I think it comes back to wanting to be achieving and, yeah. and be a high achiever. Yeah. 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 So one of the fixations for a three, um, and, and don't be turned off by maybe how bad this sounds. In fact, you know, we've said this before too, you know, you're this type because when you hear it, you're like, oh, that just sounds terrible. That's the worst (laughs) of all. That's the worst sin of all. But so uh, again, this is true for everybody, right? Nate would say that about his type. I would say that about mine. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, just sick and gross. (laughs) But like they're they're really fixated on like the old English uh, uh, word vanity Mm. in the sense that they really care about how they come off to other people, about how other people think of them. And so mm-hmm. part of their tendency is to create stories or narratives that, you know, like just might puff them up a little bit mm-hmm. in order to make them seem more important or more impressive than they really are. And, and especially as an unhealthy three, yeah. that can yes. become the driving force of their life. Uh, do you remember a time when that was the case and, and what has growth looked like for you? Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I would say that for sure. Um, there was a time that I worked as an HR generalist in Detroit and, um, I remember not really um, being open with how I was feeling about things. And it it was just kind of a toxic environment for me where, um, you know, things weren't a lot of paperwork, things weren't being done fast enough. It was me uh, managing benefits, payroll, um, all of these different organizational functions. And I started getting overwhelmed, but I, I wanted to look good. So I, I wasn't really being honest, like, Hey, uh, with my bosses, um, with, Hey, this is happening to me and it's actually killing me on the inside. Instead it was like, Oh, Alex, how are you, how are you doing? Oh, it's going well. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm drowning. I'm dr- yeah, seriously. Yeah. And, and, um, it really was like that though. It felt that, you know, this isn't really working for me and, uh, you know, it's taken time, but, uh, just realizing that, you know, asking for help or not always looking perfect. It isn't a weakness. It's, it actually can be a a good thing. And especially as Christians, you know, when we're pairing this up with the Enneagram, like 
our strength is supposed to be coming from God, right. <laughs> not just ourselves, right? Yeah. So um, I've had to process. It's continual, to be honest with you. My wife has to help me. She has to remind me frequently. Um, and I have mentors in my life who are very aware of me being a three. And, you know, hey, this is your three coming out here. Yeah. You might want to think about this. <laughs> I mean, and you, you touched on something that I know was another part of kind of our, our pre-podcast conversation uh, about threes, apart from vanity, was also, was it deceit? Deceit. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so in some yeah. ways, and again, I think, well, Song, why don't, why don't you talk about the way people perceive deceit, but what this deceit like mm-hmm. actually yeah, is? Yeah, again, when, when threes hear deceit, you know, they think, well, I'm not a liar. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it, it's not so much like you're just flat out a, a liar, but there are ways that you conceal uh, weakness or right. conceal feelings. Yes. Which yeah. is exactly your story about yeah. working at Detroit, which is like the, you were being deceitful to your, your bosses in an attempt to sort of keep yeah. the, the appearance it's, up. It's like a false optimism. Yeah. And, and when oh, I heard that podcast, uh, you know, when I heard you talk about threes during the introduction, I was like, I don't lie to people. <laughs> like, exactly. Screw you. I, so <laughs> yeah. Like what the heck? No. Um, but then I started processing through it and I was like, well, you know, um, yeah, there is definitely a false sense of optimism that has been projected. And um, if I'm not careful, uh, that can actually run the ship sometimes. Yeah. And and then I can find the ship sinking. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're going to have to talk about this because obviously it's not working. So, yeah. So is there, was there, can you think of a story as you're growing up um, where the sense of performance was uh, that, that whole narrative or your self-scripting kind of start to cement in in your own mind Mm-mm, yeah um yeah that's a really good question i i think it played out in relationships a lot um i remember uh, one of my siblings telling me that they thought i was um you know the perfect child oh yeah the per- you're the perfect child you know and and i was annoying um one of their girlfriends because they were like oh alex is always putting on a face that he's like perfect oh. Um, and, uh, uh, luckily they broke up and, um, you know, I love <laughs> so, you, Craig, but so that, um, worked, so that worked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that worked out. Um, but, but that was the three though. That was me trying to, per, you know, achieve that perfect son. Mm. Um, you know, and, um, I don't necessarily think that was uh, a fault of my parents or, um, but I think it was my inner wirings of, you know, I want to get this right and I want to get life right. And if I want to get life right, then I'm going to be looking up to people who I've seen, you know, do it right. And that's my parents. And so I would, I would take on that, you know, this is what I have to do to get it right. Yeah. Essentially the, the definition of success at that point was sort of like how your parents defined it. Exactly. So, yes. so you would like do exactly what it was your parents wanted, yeah. which makes you look like the model child. It, it, makes, does. All, it makes all your siblings hate you. Yeah. So and, you and which is, which was helpful, but also, you know, I, I went into a di- totally different career than my parents and it might've been helpful if at that time I was like, I'm a three, I probably need to do some exploration, some self-identity growth, you know, and those kind of different things. But a, Oh man, that's so good because essentially like one of the dangers for those of us that um, have threes in our lives or kids that are threes is that they might rise to the level of success that we define for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. As opposed to kind of having the opportunity to sort of, like you said, sort yeah. of like it, self-exploration and finding success as they would want it or as God would define it, for mm-hmm. example. Oh, it's good, yeah, Alex. It's well said, All of you parents of threes, listen <laughs> up. <laughs> so when it comes to, uh, let's say, um, your professional life, what would be your worst nightmare in terms of failure? Oh, yeah. Um, 
So I, I think me think, thinking that I did something well and someone saying, no, this is actually oh. not very good at all. Or like, um, like I remember I had a relationship, close working relationship with somebody in one of my jobs. And uh, I thought the relationship was really good. I, I thought we were getting along, we were clicking. And he comes to me and he was like, actually, you know, I, I find it really hard to work with you. And I was like, oh man, dagger in the heart. Oh. Like I thought we were, you know, and so I kind of went into hyperdrive where I was like, well, how can I fix a relationship? Like what tangibles can I give to where we can make sure this gets fixed? And I, and, and, you know, it, it never really felt completely good. But having said that though, um, I just, I, I'm going to be honest, like people's opinions really matter to me. Mm. And so if I'm not holding up what I think is good or what looks good yeah. then I can actually have really hard times within my, um, within what, wherever I am and whatever job I'm doing. Wow. Well, Alex, you know, we think the world of you. <laughs> That's all he needs to hear. <laughs> oh, no, but truly, truly. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, I mean, is there a point, um, and this is a question for Sung kind of theoretically mm -hmm. and Alex practically, is there a point where a healthy three begins to kind of be driven towards success that is self-defined and healthy? Like, is that what a healthy three looks like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like, Alex? Yeah. I, I would say for me personally, it's, it's knowing, knowing goals that I have for myself, knowing, knowing needs that I have, mm -hmm. like there's a deep need to, obviously be in some working situation where the people around me understand what I'm doing, the importance of what I'm doing and find it valuable. Okay. Um, and I think that is where that self drive for success comes from. Um, but also, um, really knowing how to communicate mm. well with what I'm doing. That's something I've had to learn, right? Um, what my, uh, efficient looks like, isn't what someone else's efficient always looks like, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think for threes, uh, they get to a place of health, both in relationships and professionally, when uh, their drive and their their sense of accomplishment isn't being driven by a sense of, I need to earn yes, approval. Exactly. I don't okay. need to earn love. Mm -hmm. Like, I am loved first. Yes. Instead right. of like, I'm yeah. trying so hard to earn this person's uh, uh, approval and, and love. Yes. And so yeah. that, like, and so that's where, again, like, the gospel speaks right into that, yeah. right? Like, because right. the world basically says like, hey, you got to do a good job if you want my approval. Yeah, or mm. you're only as good as what, what you can perform or yeah. how well you can perform. Right, yeah, exactly. And yeah. so I think that's the place for, for uh, healing and health for threes it is like their relationships are not uh, earning or transactional. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and it's, it, it's you know, they, they grow into more that kind of unconditional kind of love yeah. um, and, and they know that their worth, they are not defined by their failures. Yes. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. I would, and I would, I would just say that, you know, that what you said transactional is a really good way to, to describe it because there are times when I walk into a work setting and I take on the complete identity of that work setting, <laughs> like Alex, the youth director, mm -hmm. Alex. And, and, and sometimes I have to remind myself like, when I get into that mode, then the relationships around me are often neglected and I need to walk in as just Alex, the, 
the coworker who wants to be supportive, right? Yeah. Not just the, this is all my identity. I need to be super successful to be successful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's a, a very common characteristic of a three is they're, they're very good at adapting. And the flip side of that, they, they can be chameleon-like. They mm-hmm. can read a room and they could be whatever the room needs them to be yeah. in order to gain approval and yeah. success. And that in and of itself is kind of coming back to that deceit, right? right. Like, yeah. like it's a, and it's not like as evil as we, being a chameleon has some positive things. Again, if, yep. if there's a positive motivation, mm-hmm. I mean, I, many of the threes that I've known are the kind of people that can walk into any situation and strike up a conversation with anyone, right? Yeah. Like that adaptability is a really positive thing. And as long as they're not doing it from a place of like, I need to like prove myself yeah. or earn my place mm-hmm. in this yeah. room or whatever, it can be an amazing gift. Yeah. 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 So uh, oftentimes uh, threes make really good salespeople because they're charming, ah. they're witty. And driven. And driven. Yes. And all of that, you know? And, and so they're very persuasive, and so they could be really relational too. And so uh, all, all those, uh, again, not all salesmen are threes yeah. or saleswomen's, but um, uh, again, a lot of threes will go into professions like that because mm-hmm. it's an easy way to measure success. Well, I made the sale. Absolutely. Yeah. Data. I really love data. I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. If I can get data, then I can show everyone I'm successful, <laughs> which isn't always the case. <laughs> yeah. You know, the other thing about threes that I know is, um, and again, because I have a lot of three in me too, is like they're often disconnected from their emotions and their feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and like Nate said, you're, you're, uh, at first blush, you don't seem that way. Um, and I, honestly, I, I was surprised too, when you said you were a three, I was like, Oh wow. Okay. But that gave me a, a real window into your inner motivation because honestly, I, I thought, I thought you were a different type just, and again, that was my error because again, judging it from behavior, not motivation, but that was really helpful and clarifying. How does, uh, has that been true of you like feeling like yeah you know i I guess this is the way i would describe it is like threes are like feelings what's that Mm, mm -hmm. is that true or or how have you developed that in in your life yeah i i would definitely say that um so i think personally that feeling you know you said disconnected from emotions and um I've had to learn. I've had to really like develop a skill. I've had to develop mindfulness. Um, for example, Sung, I, I mean, you're right. Like there was, there were periods of times in my life where I would experience anxiety, but, um, the, a part of me would be like, okay, well just push through it, like push through it. Don't pay attention to it. Don't notice it. Don't worry about it. It'll go away. And that would often make it worse. Um, and so I really had to practice actually the exact opposite and connecting with my anxiety. Um, Mm. I remember actually in high school where I was having frequent anxiety attacks and, uh, and I had to learn what, what was it like to actually just be in the anxiety Mm -hmm. and not try to like, you know, get out of it by achieving something else, like (laughs) sitting in it, noticing it. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've really realized that, uh, mindfulness has been a really important tool for me to slow down and to, um, to be in the moment and not be thinking what's next. Because I think when you're a three, your, your natural wiring is what's next, what can be achieved. Like I have a really hard time celebrating my achievements because I'm thinking, what can I do next? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's not always healthy. Sometimes you need to s- slow down as a three 
and really practice mindfulness, which is being in the moment. Yeah, I, that that's a perfect segue because I was going to ask you, what are practices that you engage in to help you counter some of those uh, vices and fixations? And, and you said mindfulness and slowing down. Can you flesh that out a bit? What, like yeah. for you, what does that look like? Yeah, no, I can give an example of um, like just last week I had anxiety and um, it was about a project that I was doing. And I shut my office door and I had to kind of take a couple of minutes and do some deep breathing. And, um, I, you know, had the opportunity to kind of, well, why am I feeling this anxiety? You know, what, what's going on here? Am I afraid of how someone's going to look at me? Am I afraid that I'm not competent enough? Like what, what's going on here? And, um, and, and I think that's not counterintuitive for me. Like that doesn't come naturally for me. Um, and so, uh, making that time and really pushing myself to do something that doesn't feel natural has, has been really helpful. Um, another tool that I, I've, I really have l- learned to love is, um, like actually, uh, running, running has been just an opportunity for me to take time and to really process. And, uh, if I'm not, um, purposely disconnecting from people like I do when I run or like when I shut my office door, then I'm often looking for that like next thing. And it doesn't provide the opportunity for me to have the space that I need to actually healthy engage in healthy processing. If that makes sense. Do you set goals when you run? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. Did we really have to ask that question? Although I will say what's so fascinating about meditation um, and sort of like you said, being reflective and aware is that, in some ways you can't really define success in that moment. Like, no, you can't. You're right, Nate. And you so really there's a, there's a beauty in yeah. that, in it sort of addressing yes. some of the, the pitfalls of a three doing something that specifically you can't, you know, be successful at. It makes really. you, yeah, it really makes you uh, purposely slow down Yeah, and, and it helps even, even I think on a subconscious level, a lot of times things connect for me more if I take that time to engage in that mindfulness. Yeah. Um, you know, prayer or um, spending time with God. I think, um, you know, just, and you know, talking to all those threes out there, um, just finding that space is so important because if you don't find that space then you often uh, will, uh, you lose out on effective ways to achieve what you want to achieve. And you tend to be focusing more on things that aren't always helpful and can lead to burnout. I mean, I would expect that for a three, their first forays into that type of behavior probably feels really uncomfortable. Yeah. It, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, so I'm in clinical mental health counseling and a lot of <laughs> what I'm trying to help my clients understand is mindfulness mm-hmm. and they'll be, you know, we'll sit, together we'll do a mindfulness exercise um and they'll be like i i hated that and i'll be like and, and i'll be like yeah i used to hate it too <laughs> like to be honest with you you know yeah. I, I um even now like if i'm um, reading my bible like it it's hard for me to sit down and just take time and and realize the value and you know and i've been a christian for like a really long time yeah. <laughs> you know? but the, on the flip side it sounds like you're saying that doing those things consistently actually does and again, I want to be clear, like achieving things is not wrong right, in and of itself, right, right. but sort of starting from a place of mindfulness will actually help you reach those healthy goals faster than yes. if you were to sort of just like shove all that down into a tiny little mm-hmm. spot inside you and keep charging sort of relentlessly. Towards yeah. Goal. Yeah. And more efficiently. And I do believe too, being more conscious and aware of how you're feeling inside helps you when you're working with people. And if you're a three wing two, like me, that's something that you thrive in. So yeah. you also have the opportunity to invest more in the relationships 
around you, I think, in a healthy way. Yeah. So listen up, threes. If you want to be successful, you got to do some unsuccessful practices, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> well, down. it's the image that Stephen Covey talks about, renewing the saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sharp, I'm sorry, sharpening the saw, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could, three's natural temptation is to just go, 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 no matter how dull the saw is. You it's just saw cute. harder, baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. it's not working. I'll just mm-hmm. do it twice as hard. But again, if you take the time to sharpen the saw, actually you become a lot more effective in cutting the wood. Yep. Yes. And so uh, yeah. for the threes, it's like, hey, by by being mindful and practicing meditation and mm-hmm. contemplation, you uh, you are actually being more productive yeah. than if you were just a go, 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 go. And, and if we want to carry the metaphor just a little bit further, legitimately uh, people injure themselves with dull blades far more frequently than with sharp blades mm. because a dull blade is hard to control. Yeah. And a sharp blade goes where you want it to go. A dull blade will skate and it'll skip and it'll break out. And I have plenty of scars on my hands. <laughs> and they're from dull, I mean, legitimately, yeah. they're yeah. from dull blades, 100%. Yeah. 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 I, I was going to say the cuts that, that you have uh, with a dull blade are worse. They are, man. Than a sharp blade. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. So, like, you, you've spoken to the threes who are listening. What, what would you say to the the family members or friends or loved ones uh, who have threes in their life and uh, in terms of how to best nurture that relationship and um, just things to watch out for. Or like Mm -hmm. how to love a three well, even. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think patience is a a big thing because I think when you're a three, um, you're continuously uh, looking for that next thing and unlearning, um, you know, what it means to always be looking for that next thing is really difficult. And I, I know for me personally, uh, there are times where, uh, I've been with my, my wife and she has been like, you just didn't hear anything I said, huh? And it's because I'm thinking about that next next thing. Um, and there have been times where I've been like, no, you are absolutely right. Like I, I'm not in this room right now mentally. Like I'm actually, <laughs> right. I'm actually thinking about, um, you know, what my client said or what happened at work earlier. Um, and I, I just think it's, it's not a purpose thing, you know? And I, and, and I love how you, you said something, don't use it as a sword or a shield. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I've had to learn, you know, put down the shield. I need to learn how to be more mindful, but it's been helpful having a spouse who's been extremely patient with mm-hmm. me and, and just reminding me, Hey, Remember, come back to the moment, you know, spend time in the moment. Um, I think uh, on top of that, uh, there can be a sense of um, not always being genuine because we do move fast and we always try to um, adapt to the situation we're in. And sometimes that can come off as uh, maybe, you know, you're, you're not taking time or you don't really want to be here. Um, and, and that's not always the case. Um, I think a lot of times it's more of just trying to focus on what in my mind in that moment I need to achieve to find success. Um, so really processing through with, um, you know, whoever the three is in your life, what, what's going on, you know, how can, how can I help you think through this? How can we talk about this? Um, rather than just thinking that that three is, you know, not being genuine. Um, and, and I, I have, can have, I have more examples of that, but I just continually think of one friend who <laughs> would tell me, um, when we would talk, sometimes he'd be like, you know, you're really, um, you really help me when we, when we talk about problems, but something that I've noticed that you do is you will often like 
bring in other things that you are having problems with too, you know? And then like, I am like, I'm trying to help you with your, you know, get past your problem. And it like just, just takes a lot of time. Do you think maybe we could spend time talking about my problem and spend time talking about your problem? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's funny. Um, It's like two way therapy is twice as efficient. (laughs) Seriously. Um, And so we, yeah, so we had to talk through that. So I think, you know, threes aren't afraid of honesty. And so if you have a three in, in, in your life who's constantly trying to achieve and it feels like sometimes they're shutting you out or you feel like, um, you know, they're not necessarily present, uh, being honest is okay. It's okay to be honest with a three. Tell them that you need need their headspace. Okay, <laughs> good. Two last questions. Do you have anything before I ask? No, man, oh, we're okay. rocking and rolling. Go for uh, it. All right. So uh, since you talked about threes, kind of think about the next thing. Uh, what are you thinking about after this podcast? And secondly, <laughs> did you think this podcast was a success? <laughs> Those are real questions, man. Oh, man. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, as you guys know, I, I have a six-month-old son, and uh, he is at that point where uh, I walk through the door, and he's like his face lights up. Oh, that's the best. And oh, it's man. so fun. And I've been told um, to cherish cherish the moment because it won't last <laughs> so that's what you're thinking about next so i'm thinking about walking through the door and um and and achieving that smile from him <laughs> achieving it. You're, gonna, you're gonna earn it, that's right. it. That's right. you're gonna have to up the ante every time you come through the door it's like well now he's got a hat on now he's singing a song now he's playing the guitar now he's got ice cream for me <laughs> that's, that's right. right truly transactional <laughs> that's right um but yeah i thought the podcast was a success and um i really appreciate how you you guys have um, been talking about uh, the Enneagram. So thank you for letting me be here today. Thank, thank you, Alex, for being here with us. Yeah, man. It was so so much good information. Uh, thanks so much. So next episode, we're going to keep trucking our way through the Enneagram. Can't wait to talk about the sevens because sevens are also known as the life of the party. So I think our next episode is going to be rip-roaring. Hope you'll join us again. Thanks so much for being here.